Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Learn American English with this guy. Episode 37. It is cold today. So cold. When I woke up this morning, it was 25 below zero Celsius. Luckily, it is very heated in my house. So I just turned my heat up a little bit more. And if you're wondering how my house gets heat, I did make a YouTube video on my bathroom. You can check that out on the channel. But I do talk about how my house is heated. So I think when people hear that it is 25 below zero, which is another way we say temperatures like that in English, we could say 25 below simply or 25 below zero. I think when people hear that, they imagine that my house is cold. That is, if you live in a place where it never gets cold. But to be honest, we don't really suffer. If you have enough money in the United States, and I know not everybody does, but you shouldn't be too cold inside your house even when it's 25 below zero outside. Now, it's a different story when you have to go out, which I had to go out this morning. As I mentioned in a previous podcast, my wife and daughter are going to New York City next week and we needed to get my wife's tires rotated again. I think I mentioned that in an early episode of this podcast and we needed to get her oil changed. So we took two cars to the tire place and while they rotated her tires, we took my car to Walmart. You may have heard of Walmart. My goal for the YouTube channel is to do a video inside a Walmart. There are a lot of people that are curious about what Walmart looks like. So we did our grocery shopping pretty early this morning. Not a lot of people were there. So we took probably 45 minutes to do our groceries. And by the time we were done with our groceries, our tires were done. And then I came home and made bacon for the family. And I know there are some religions that bacon is off limits. And I totally respect that. But wow, 
bacon. It is something special, in my opinion. I do want to remind you about the contest that's going on until February 21st, 2020. About six more days. Head over to the YouTube channel, subscribe, comment, and you will be entered into a drawing for a three, no, sorry, 30 minute free tutoring session with me or conversation. If you win, we'll work it out and do whatever you want. Do you want a video chat? Do you want just audio? Excuse me. Do you want to provide questions to me before and then I can answer them? It's up to you. I look forward to speaking with a listener or a viewer. I think that will be fun. I think that could really help somebody out who has helped me out. I wish I could provide 30 minutes to everybody who listens to really help their English. But of course, I can't do that. But I do plan on having more contests in the future if they are popular. I am currently on vacation. My February vacation starts today. And I did make a podcast about the holidays and vacations that we have in the United States. And on Monday, it's President's Day in the United States, celebrating the birthdays of Washington, George Washington, and Abraham Lincoln, who have birthdays in February and are two of our most popular presidents. So this week, I plan to make more videos on YouTube. I plan on doing um, the first idioms video for YouTube. I've done a few for the podcast, and they seem to be popular. And I plan to do one on the YouTube channel because I can add pictures when I am explaining the idioms. And I think that helps if you are an English learner. For the podcast, I would love to do another one on the states of the United States. And the next two will be North Carolina and South Carolina. If I have enough time, I would like to do Georgia and Florida and possibly even Mississippi and Alabama. Alabama I know well because I lived there for about seven years when I was in my 20s. I also went to college in Alabama. So this episode of the podcast actually comes from the YouTube channel 
So this way, if you have watched the video, and of course with the video, I can add pictures, which helps. But if you are in your car listening to this, pictures are not a good thing because you might crash. We don't want that. So I wanted to provide just the audio from the YouTube channel. And this one was requested by a listener and she is Patricia from Germany. And I appreciate any comments, any questions. That's how I work as a teacher in my classroom. I explain something. My students will either understand or ask questions. And questions are great because it helps me become a better teacher. Maybe I forgot to mention something. So please check out the YouTube channel. It is much easier to reply on the channel. It's very difficult for the podcast, which is why I have Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. And I have heard from many of you on those platforms. So, how we pick a president. I hope this is something you are interested in. There were a few comments on the YouTube channel. People saying they appreciated it. And so, I hope you appreciate it as well. I hope you learn a little something about how we pick our president. And once again, thank you so much for all your support. Tomorrow, February 16th, we will hit 5,000 listens for the podcast. And that is all because of you. So thank you so much. And I hope you enjoy this episode. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to another video. As you can see from the title, this video is going to be all about how we as Americans choose our president and we do that every four years. But before I get into that part of the video, I would like you, uh, I would like to thank you all for subscribing. We're up to about 135 subscribers or so, and I wanted to offer uh, a free tutoring session, a free conversation. Uh, so I have a contest, and I'll put the link to that right above me. Um, if you're watching this before February 21st, 2020, go ahead, watch that video, subscribe, 
leave a comment and you'll be entered into the drawing for a free 30 minute session of however you want to do it. Do you want to do just audio? Do you want to do just video or I guess video and audio that would make more sense. Just video. You probably wouldn't get a lot out of that. Uh, and somebody uh, commented that they're not very good at speaking English. Hey, I'm patient. You won. We'll talk about whatever you want to talk about as fast or as slowly as you want. So check out that um, contest because I think it could be a good opportunity if you're learning English and you get to sit down with a, an English teacher for a little while. Uh, while I'm on the subject of thanking people, uh, I'm going to flash up the statistics of countries that are watching this channel and just thank you to everyone who's watching from Italy and Russia and France and Brazil and the United States. And even though they are not pictured, there are three more countries that appear in the top countries on my list. And that is uh, some small ones too. So Morocco is up there. Thank you watching from Morocco. Ukraine, you've been very nice to me. Thank you. And Germany is up there. In fact, today's question comes from someone in Germany and that's Patricia. She gave me the idea for this video. She was wondering what the difference between Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders was, and we will get into that. I also want to flash up some numbers uh, for the podcast because there are a lot of listeners um, on the podcast that aren't on the YouTube channel. Maybe they will come over eventually, but like Iran, thank you so much. Iraq, thank you. Saudi Arabia, you can see the list, but anyone who's listened or subscribed or watching this video right now, thank you so much. It means a lot. And when I see your comments that, oh, that video really helped me, it actually makes me feel really good and makes me want to do more videos. So how we pick our presidents. Like I said, every four years, there's a major presidential election. Each president, when they win, gets one four-year term. And every election is different. I will mostly be focusing on the 2021 because that's the year I'm making this video and it's a little bit more current. So again, thank you, Patricia from Germany. This is for you. And I put it up on Hello Talk that um, there were quite a few likes and people were curious about how we elect our president. So I'm gonna do my best to leave my opinion out of this. I don't want to kind of like, how should I say this? Um, I don't wanna influence your decision with my opinion. So I'm gonna to try to stay right in the middle as possible. So any discussion about the 2020 presidential election has to start with Donald Trump, our current president. Now, if you have been listening to the podcast or if you saw the video I put up 
of the podcast a couple days ago, or you've been watching the news in your country, you probably have heard about the impeachment process. I did make a podcast on that. I encourage you to listen to that um, because I will briefly talk about things that appeared in that podcast as I go through this election. I will at least hint at some things and I'll say, if you want to know more about this, check out that podcast or that video. But Donald Trump is our president. And here is a fancy English term for you. And that is incumbent, incumbent. That means the person who already has that office. So when we're talking about the presidential election, Donald Trump is the incumbent. And nobody from the Republican Party is running against him. In the United States, we have two major political parties, and they are Republicans and Democrats. So I will mostly be talking about the Democrats in this video simply because nobody who is a Republican is running against the incumbent president, Donald Trump. Every president, <coughs> excuse me, gets four years. As I said, they win the election, they get four years. They have one more time that they can run for president again, if they want, for four more years. Total of eight. So our first president, you may have heard of him, George Washington, there were no term limits at that time. Term limits means the maximum amount of years you can be president or governor or mayor. I'll go into those terms a little later. But George Washington had no limit. He could have run as many times as he wanted. He chose to only run for president twice. And every president after him stopped after their second term if they were elected to two. Some presidents were only elected to one four-year term because they did so badly, they weren't re-elected. They weren't re-elected. All of that stayed the same until we had a president called Franklin Delano Roosevelt, often simply called F <clears throat> excuse me, FDR. FDR. And he was president for three full terms. He was elected to a fourth term, but he died in office. So he served three full terms, elected to a fourth, and died right before World War II ended. Now, one of the reasons he was elected so many times is that the US, and in fact the world, was going through two major, major um, problems. One was the Great Depression, and, and Germany felt this, and England felt this. Almost every country in the world felt this, and that is when money troubles 
were huge. So he got us through the Great Depression. If you would like to learn more about the Great Depression, leave a comment in this video and I can make a whole video on the Great Depression. After the Great Depression was World War II and it is so connected to World War One and the Great Depression. But, and if you would like to see some videos in slow English on an American's perspective of World War II, comment, comment below, I can make it. So Franklin Delano Roosevelt was president during two very tough times and he is often thought of as one of our best presidents. When historians rank the presidents, he is usually in the top three, along with George Washington, our first president, and Abraham Lincoln, our second president, who was president during the American Civil War. So those are three big names in presidential history. Now, after Franklin Roosevelt died, there was an amendment to our Constitution. So those are some big words in English. Basically, the rules changed. After that, our new rule in the Constitution, which is our big book of rules, said that no president can serve more than two four-year terms. Two four-year terms. They don't have to be one right after the other, which is called consecutive. They don't have to be eight years in a row. A president can decide to run for four years, take a break, come back, but that is super rare. It's actually only happened one time in our history where a president who has served eight years didn't serve them consecutively, one right after the other. So. President Trump has only one more time to run. This is it. And if he gets reelected, he will have to leave office and do the math 2024, 2024. So he cannot run any longer. Now, I'm going to insert my opinion in here and we'll see if it comes true. But very much like uh, Vladimir Putin is doing in Russia, where his term is coming to an end, he is trying to rewrite their constitution. It wouldn't shock me if Donald Trump tried to squeeze in another four years. I don't think it is going to happen because when an amendment or a rule or a law goes into the constitution, it's almost impossible to change. But Donald Trump has proven to be um, unlike many other presidents before, so it wouldn't surprise me. All right, so let's get into some of these candidates now. The first guy, and I was asked not to spend too much time on the candidates by Igor, Ukraine. So I will be brief with each of these, but I think it is important to understand how we are trying to find someone to go up against Donald Trump. So these are all Democrats. And if you would like to know more about what makes a person a Democrat versus what makes them a Republican, 
I can do a video on that. Again, leave a comment, leave a comment. So we've got Bernie Sanders. He is a senator from Vermont, a very old guy. I don't know exactly how old he is, but I believe he is in his mid seventies. So if he gets elected, I almost think he is going to be the oldest president ever elected. And Donald Trump is right up there too as being very old compared to many of our other presidents. Ronald Reagan has been our oldest president and he served in the 1980s. But I think if one of those guys, if Donald Trump is reelected or Bernie Sanders gets elected, I think they will be the oldest ever elected. Now, Bernie Sanders, some people call him a socialist. He says day one, he wants Medicare for everyone or health care, health coverage. In this country, a lot of people believe that you have to earn health care. You have to have a job. You have to make money. And I know that is very different from other countries, but a lot of Americans believe that you should not just be handed health care. I know it might sound harsh to some people, but Bernie Sanders wants health care for everyone. Now, the problem is, for some people, is that if health care becomes available to everyone, then some people might abuse it, go to the doctor too much, and then the lines for getting medicine and health care would be too long at hospitals. But that's what he wants to do. And that might be a little too crazy for most Americans. It really might be hard for him to get elected because he is such a Democrat. Um, my, my, I am an independent. So we like to say like right down the middle, we're not a Democrat and we're not a Republican. And Bernie Sanders is one of the most democratic Democrats. He is way to the left, as they say. If you are left-wing, you are a Democrat. If you are right-wing, you are a Republican. So he is a Democrat and he is very extreme for some people. Another guy is Joe Biden. And I did that podcast and video on impeachment. He was big when it came to Donald Trump's impeachment. I go into way more detail, but his son, Hunter Biden, was accused of taking a job in Ukraine that he wasn't qualified for. And Donald Trump wanted Hunter Biden to be investigated. Now, of course, his father, Joe Biden, who is running for president, Democrat, he was vice president under Barack Obama. He's a little more in the middle. He's not quite as extreme as Bernie Sanders. But when we get into the primaries in just a little bit in this video, he's kind of slipped. He was the front runner. He was the guy that most people thought would be elected. But we've had two primaries already, which I will get into, and he has slipped a little bit. 
So he's not the strong candidate that he once was. He might be again, but currently as I'm making this video, he is not a front runner. Bernie Sanders is the front runner along with this next guy. His name is Pete Buttigieg. And a lot of people get that last name wrong. I might've gotten that last name wrong, but you hear his last name said a couple ways. Now, the big knock against Pete Buttigieg, and when I say knock, that means the people who are against him, it's the thing they point out that's bad. So the knock against Pete Buttigieg is that he doesn't have any experience at a national level. He is not a senator. He doesn't work in Washington. His biggest job has been mayor of a city in Indiana called South Bend, Indiana, about 100,000 people. So the knock against Mayor Pete is how a lot of people call him because his last name is difficult for Americans to pronounce, is that he doesn't have experience at the national level. He has never been involved in Washington politics. He is a mayor of a small town, former mayor. He's not mayor anymore. He was mayor, not anymore. Um, but a couple things that, and he is a, he's a front runner. After our two primaries, we've had already, I'll get into those in a minute, he's one of the top people. So he might have a chance. The thing that makes him unique, and there are about three, I guess, the three things that make him unique is, how about four things? He's young, he's the youngest of the top people. He's openly gay, and in the United States, still, there are some people that might consider that a knock against him, him being gay. I know it's 2020, but there are some people that won't vote for a person simply because they are gay. Um, another knock, or no, no, I'm sorry, the good things, the good things. Three more good things um, that people like about him or make him different. He served in the military, so he is a veteran. A lot of people like that. It shows that they had courage. They're willing to fight for their country. And another thing is that he is a polyglot, which means he speaks multiple languages pretty well. And in all of the research that I did to find the languages, there wasn't any one source that said the same thing every time. But here are the languages that I found. English, of course. Norwegian, he has done an interview, answered questions in Norwegian. Spanish, French, Italian, Maltese. Maltese, I, I didn't even know that was a language. But apparently he speaks Maltese and Arabic and Dari. Dari. Now, he says he's not fluent in all of those languages, but he can speak them. And there are two women running for president, and one is named Amy Klobuchar, and she is a senator, so she has worked in Washington. She is a senator 
from the state of Minnesota, which is right in the middle of the country. So that is a benefit to her. That's a good thing for her that she's not on one coast or the other. She's kind of in the middle and she will get a lot of support from the middle of the country. Another woman who is running for president is named Elizabeth Warren. She is also a senator and she is from Massachusetts. So that has kind of hurt her a little bit which I will talk about when we get to the primaries, but because she is from Massachusetts, Bernie Sanders is from Vermont. Those two states are very close. And so Bernie is kind of pulling some votes away from Elizabeth Warren. And the last candidate who is running is totally different from everyone else. And that is Michael Bloomberg. He was mayor of New York City right after 9-11. He was the next mayor to come in after 9-11 in New York City. Rudy Giuliani, which you may have heard from the impeachment podcast I made, he was the mayor during 9-11. But the mayor that came in after him is named Michael Bloomberg. He is also running for president but he hasn't been involved in the election at all yet. And the reason he has a chance to possibly run against Donald Trump in November is the fact that he is a billionaire. He has about $62 billion. And one of the biggest things that will allow you to run for president is money. Your campaign your um, way that you are going to get elected and organize people to work for you requires a lot of money. And he has it. A lot of people who watch YouTube in the United States will get his ads, Michael Bloomberg for president, every time they watch a YouTube video. So let's get into the process of picking our president. It starts about halfway through 2019. So if we're gonna go and vote in the polls, if we're gonna go vote for president in November 2020, a lot of this stuff happens in 2019, maybe a little bit earlier. People will announce, I am running for president. And if they have enough support, if they have enough money, they can make it on stage for a debate. And there are many nationally televised debates. So debates that everyone can watch on TV around the whole nation. And during a debate, there early on, there may be like 11 people on stage. And what they do is they tell the American people this is why I should become president. And they have their plan for becoming president. And the voters, the American people, can see how this person acts under pressure, how they look on TV, because some of the candidates will go back and forth debating or arguing why they, their opponent, shouldn't be president and why 
they should be president. So a lot of that happens during the debates and people start forming their opinion. So as I record this, in the middle of February, we have had many debates and people have started dropping out because they just didn't get the support. But we will have some more debates in the future. But right now, what started at the beginning of February is what is called primaries and caucuses. And each state has either a primary or a caucus. Let's talk about caucuses first because the first state to have one is Iowa. And they just had one last week. And literally, people will show up to most likely a high school gym, a high school gymnasium, and vote for the person they want to become president. Now, some, if it's really small, they'll raise their hand and they will get into groups around the gymnasium and whoever has the most amount of people in that part of the gymnasium will get the vote for president. You know, it's on a very, very small level, but each candidate is trying to win Iowa. If the city is a little bit bigger, they might write their name and put it in a ballot on a piece of paper, put it into a box, and then um, whoever gets the most votes will get that part of the state, if that makes sense. It's a little bit more complicated than that, but I think that's about all you need to know. It's very old school. People don't, um, when I get to the New Hampshire primary, I'll talk about how it's different, but it's, it's been done for many, many years the same way, with one exception. This year, Iowa, the state of Iowa, tried to speed things up by getting the results turned in on an app. So let's say there was a person who was counting hands or counting ballots at a particular city, at a certain city. The idea was on their phone, they could just put in, okay, Mayor Pete got 39% of the vote and this person got this percentage of the vote. And so they were the overall winner. But the app messed up. It actually caused a lot of problems. The results were very delayed. But out of Iowa, Mayor Pete and Bernie Sanders looked really strong. And Elizabeth Warren and Joe Biden, who were the front runners, they didn't look as good. And even somebody like Amy Klobuchar, who was a little bit kind of lower, she was starting to look pretty good. And if you see Iowa and Minnesota, they're pretty close together. So, but we go to the next state, which is New Hampshire. They hold the first primary. And that is more or less what most people think of when they go to vote. Um, you go into a little box so nobody can see what you write down. You hand the ballot. Nowadays, it's mostly into a computer-like thing, and it will count your vote. 
And so New Hampshire, again, Bernie Sanders looked really strong. Now he's from Vermont, which borders New Hampshire. And then Elizabeth Warren, also from a nearby state, Massachusetts, she didn't look so good. Neither did Joe Biden. So they are losing support. Amy Klobuchar looked really good. So almost everything kind of turned around. The people you thought were gonna be in the lead for president are suddenly not so much. Now there is a little bit of criticism for these two states, Iowa, New Hampshire, race. Most people who live in that state are white. And a lot of people don't think it is very fair because they don't represent what much of the United States looks like. Yes, white, but also black, also Hispanic, also Asian. So, and, 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 every, and everything else in between. So we have many different races, nationalities, people who have come to the United States. Iowa doesn't have that so much, mostly white. Now, Joe Biden, who hasn't looked so good in these first two states, says, uh, we're moving on. The next two states to have primaries are South Carolina and Nevada. More um, diversity in that state. So not just all white people, there's more of a mixture of what America looks like. And he claims that he is going to do better. But there were a couple candidates that I didn't talk about after Iowa and after, <clears throat> excuse me, after New Hampshire, they dropped out because they just simply didn't have enough money. So as these primaries go on, each state will have either a primary or a caucus more candidates will drop out, mostly because of money. And notice I didn't mention Mayor Bloomberg, Michael Bloomberg. He is expected to come in a little later. And that doesn't usually happen. Most candidates start at the beginning with one party or the other, and eventually they drop out. He is coming in very late, and I can only assume it's because he has so much money. So notice I haven't said anything about Donald Trump or Republicans. That's already decided. He will be the Republican nominee for November. It's the Democrats that are trying to sort all of this stuff out until they get one person to go up against Donald Trump. And in November, we will only have two choices, either the Democratic person or Donald Trump. Since I am an independent, I cannot vote in the primaries of my state, the state of Maine. You have to be a red, <coughs> excuse me. You have to be a registered Democrat to vote for the Democratic primary or a registered Republican to vote in the Republican primary. So I can't vote at all. And a lot of my information um, about Iowa came from a guy in Iowa. He didn't want me to give out his name, but um, he has voted in the caucuses before, but he is an independent like myself now, and he can't vote in the caucuses. So this summer, the Democrats 
and the Republicans will hold a convention. For the Democrats, they are having their convention July 13th through the 16th in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, which is right in the middle of the country, not far from where Amy Klobuchar is and Iowa is, right in the middle of the country. And all the most powerful Democrats will get together. They will look at all of the state primaries and caucuses, and they will nominate one person. And we don't know who that person is. There's a long ways to go. People are predicting, but nobody knows. It could literally be one of four or five people, those people I named. One of them will most likely go against Donald Trump. I can't see anybody coming from nowhere now. They've been too much work done in the Democratic Party for someone to just come in out of the blue, out of nowhere. And then the Republicans will also do the same thing. We know who they are going to nominate unless something crazy happens. It'll be Donald Trump. And they meet in Charlotte, North Carolina in August. And so from their convention, their group, their get together from August to November, there will be more debates with just the two major candidates from each party. And in November, it's always the first Tuesday in November, all the Americans who are over 18 and don't have a major criminal record, all of them who choose to go to the polls, it's what we call it, the place where we vote. And a lot of times those places are, like the school I teach at, is a polling place. People will go to my school's gym, gymnasium, to vote. So in November, we will either have another president, a new president, who will serve four years, or Donald Trump will serve his final four years. So I hope this answers all of your questions. Um, if you haven't yet subscribed, please hit that like button. Leave a comment if something wasn't clear. This was really a very tough topic and I tried to keep the English as simple as possible. But thank you so much for tuning in and I will see you next time.